Here's what's coming up on today's show. If you want to take a 18 or 24 hour class, you know, broken up in many multiple things, you're paying a fee to be part of it, doesn't mean you're going to be good. You might have better understanding. They could care less if you're going to make money in the market or not. They're just there to sell the program. It's time for the Retirement Reality Podcast with the founder of Principal Preservation Services, Mike Koyanen. Well, welcome in. Glad to have you on the Retirement Reality Podcast with Mike Coyne, founder and owner of Principal Preservation Services. I am Ben George. Mike, welcome in. What's going on today? Well, I'm looking forward to a little uh, break vacation, uh, looking forward to football season. I think every year we say this right around this time. So I'm hmm. uh, looking for, you know, I like summer as my favorite uh, season, but I do enjoy start of football season. I just wish we didn't have the drop in temperatures up here in the upper Midwest. Yeah, the football is great, but you just know what's behind that that mm-hmm. you're not looking forward to. But we're glad that you joined the show today. We're uh, we're happy to have you here. And you know, today we're talking about these money ads and how they catch your attention. You know, we're bombarded with ads each day in all forms of media, everywhere you look. But have you ever taken a closer look at these messages? You know, if we impact some of these headlines right. and ads a little bit more, we're able to clearly understand what emotions they're trying to get out of us. And more importantly, we can figure out what companies are trying to sell us. That's the most important thing here. So right. for this episode, Mike, you know, we've kind of gone through the internet a little bit, perused it for a couple hours, kept track of some of the various financial planning, investing, and retirement ads we came across. And I want to kind of pick these messages apart a little bit and see if it can help us become a little savvier savers along the way. So let's start off with this message, Mike. Invest like the 1%. We hear the 1% thrown around a lot these days in, in many different areas, but we see it now in messaging with this invest like the 1%. What are they trying to get us with here? Yeah, and I think, you know, they're they're playing on greed. Well, what are what are the people who are make who have the most? What are they doing different than you? You know, it's almost like you know, the insider information, uh, you know, this is the little secret we're letting the cat out of the bag because they are rich because of this. Well, they probably have a lot more money because they made a lot more money and and um, they have maybe different risk tolerances. If you want to invest like the 1%, you have to understand um, they have availability to alternative investments that the average investor doesn't qualify to invest in. So they're taking bigger risks. You know, there's bigger rewards, but there's also some bigger risks they're taking um, investing like a 1%, like hedge funds, you know, where, man, the hedge funds will charge a 2% management fee plus 20% of the profit. So, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, other opportunities out there if you have more money yet, but there's also bigger risks taken. So it's not for the average investor for most people. So um, you got to be careful of those because they think uh, they want to, you know, sell you some program that's going to co- you know show you how to um, invest in that, or they're just looking to get you to be part of their you know, client base and, and charge a management fee. Right. Well, how about this one? Become a market master. I don't even know what that truly even means, but I know that this up yeah. often comes from companies that are trying to teach you how to do it yourself, right? But is it truly a free process that they're trying to get you in on? No, and I, these pop-up ads, you know, if I see like a Facebook ad because I'm in the industry, so I, I get these where people are trying to teach me how to, you know, show me um, how to make more money in the market and uh, or even YouTube ads, YouTube ads will pop up all the time. But they're just trying to sell you a program, and that's how they're making their money, um, you know. And so 
you got to be very careful of that you know they're, they're trying to show you this is what what you should be doing um, and it's good for some and not good for others I'm not saying they're all bad I just you have to really invest if you really want to be somebody who's going to manage your own money you have to invest some time and it's you understand a lot of people have uh, master's programs in, in, in this industry and still aren't very good <laughs> in this industry making <laughs> recommendations. So if you want to take a 18 or 24 hour class, you know, broken up in many multiple things, you're paying a fee to be part of it. Doesn't mean you're going to be good. You might have better understanding. They could care less if you're going to make money in the market or not. They're just there to sell the program. Yeah, that's definitely the case. And I see those quite a bit but i always think that's interesting to become a market master i mean we know mike you can't become a master of, of the market no matter who or where you are so it's an interesting right. one um how about this one secure your future by protecting your nest egg i think we see this message of securing and protecting and guarding your net worth quite a bit yeah i see these ads on tv i've heard them on the radio and really they're it's a it's a lead magnet here to say man you know they, they don't want people to be losing. Nobody wants to lose your money. You know, I asked people, I said, how much, you know, if, <laughs> if the market was to take a, you know, big, big dive, what's, what's your highest percentage of loss that you're comfortable with? You know, people say, I'm not comfortable with, with losing any money. You know, so, uh, but what these ads are doing is the fear of the market, of course. And, and this year, of course, what's happened in the market's been most a very volatile year compared to even last year. And, a lot of ups and downs and mostly downs for the year and so they're really you know just um tracking in on your fears and making you know seeing if you don't want to lose and they're probably going to sell you some sort of an annuity um and sometimes life insurance you know so that's kind of what they're focusing on it's a lead magnet and what they do is you call that number and then they they sell to some advisors who buy leads we don't buy leads here i don't, I don't our, our businesses through educational programs or referrals, but a lot of places that's how they get new businesses. They buy leads, and so if you call that number or click on that thing on the website, you give your information. Somebody's going to call you instantly. It's like as soon as you hit send, your phone is ringing. You know, 20 seconds later, somebody's calling you, and it's the first one who can call you first. Usually, has the best opportunity to get your business. So that's probably what's happening is some sort of annuity or life insurance on that one. Yeah, whenever you get into those systems, it's impossible to get your number out of there. You're just you're bombarded forever, and you're, or your yeah. email, whatever you put in. So, uh, be careful with that. All right, uh, we know that ads and marketing loves to tap into our emotions, right? That's kind of mm -hmm. how they connect with us. This one, I think, is an example of that. When you see the messaging, hey, this, does the stock market have you worried? And I think they're really playing on that, especially now this time with with the way the market's been going up and down. Yeah, and a lot of times that could be. Again, like the previous one, they're talking about maybe some annuities here, but maybe they're just talking about better management. And not like it's not necessarily a bad thing about uh, the markets have you worried, but they're just looking to you know change you know get you as a client. Of course, uh, they want to see you know are do you understand the investments you're in? They want to show you a different, give you a different view. And anytime anybody has the ability to have you come in their office or get you on the phone and, and create some doubt. Um, in your plan, like, did they talk to you about this? Did they did your advisor talk to you about that? Uh, this could happen. That could happen. Anytime you get those seeds of of doubt in, there's an opportunity for them uh, to convert you as a new client. So, um, of course, the market has everybody worried, and uh, for most people worried, I should say. Um, but again, this is just advertising, just to get new opportunity of people in their doors again. And this is. Uh, 
again, advertising we don't do. We don't do this type of advertising because it's all clickbait. It's all um, lead generation type uh, advertising. Uh-huh. All right, I got a couple more here looking at money ads and how they catch your attention. Uh, the next message that you, we see quite a bit, income should never retire. Replace your paycheck for life. And yeah. I think whenever you see the, the advertising with the words income and retirement together, it's going to lead you down that road to income planning. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with income planning. I mean, because income planning has to do with you know your social security. It has to do with if you have a pension, which not many people have. Less and less people are having pensions anymore. But it's also um, your IRAs and 401ks and so on. How are you going to distribute that money? But a lot of times they're saying, let's create a paycheck for life so you can never outrun your money. You know, again, that's some sort of annuity, whether that's a variable annuity with a income rider or whether that's a um, index annuity with an income rider. We take a different stance in this office that um, those are kind of expensive type of planning products and we don't utilize anything that that expensive. Um, we think that there's a better way to do it than having to pay a fee to have some company tell you how to take your money out uh, for life. And you know, a lot of times we, we run the numbers on um, one of those annuities for life and it's like, well, you probably will run out of money at this date. Um, we hope you live long. And let's just say if you live till 90, um, I could tell you what your rate return on your money is. And usually when we look at those numbers, we're looking at numbers like 2%, sometimes 3% return on your money. It's like, that's why we're not a big fan of those income annuities so much, because unless you really have some long longevity, your rate returns are going to be pathetic because it's because your rate returns will effect will be how long do you live? How long do you live past when you outlived your money? Because those annuities are designed to keep paying even if the money's gone. Hey, it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. It's not it's not for everybody. And I think a lot of these plans, they expect everybody to have one of these type of plans. And uh, we just have a different point of view in this office. It doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just uh, I'm not a fan of paying a company <laughs> a fee for them to tell you how to take your money out. Right. Very good. Any other advertising you've seen, Mike, or anything that uh, that you've been really aware of or, or you know, yeah. catch quite a bit? Yeah. Uh, we all, I think we've all heard of the Fisher Investments. You know, we see those. And I believe in a lot of what they say is, you know, they're uh, fiduciaries and say, we do better when you do better. Well, that's how a lot of, almost all fiduciaries are structured, right? So if they're paying a, if you're paying a management fee to manage it and you're not paying commissions or markups uh, on your investments, like through a broker dealer, you know, you're paying a, a management fee and that's how Fisher Investments are. And that's how a lot of the registered investment advisory firms work. 1% management fees, kind of like the standard. So everybody does better when you do better. So they make it sound like they're the only ones. One thing I don't like, and it's been in industry, we've, I've gotten a lot of training events through the years and, you know, they would have this ad. I don't know if it's still on there cause I don't watch a lot of TV or commercials and, uh, but it says we don't like annuities and you shouldn't either. Hmm. And it's kind of funny because it was, it was another advertising platform uh, campaign to drive people to call for new business. And if you knew anything about the owner of uh, Mr. Fisher, he, he actually had a part of his, a lot of their part, portfolios, he was invested in um, a high percentage into annuity companies. So for a guy who says, I don't like annuities, you shouldn't either. He was, he was a, a, 
investing heavily in annuity companies, and I I don't say the one, uh, but he was uh, invested highly in the one. I don't think he is that that much today. But when those advertisings were going, he was making it sound like they're bad. And actually, a lot of their advisors would recommend not variable annuities, but index annuities. So even though their advertising says we don't like them, they were utilizing them for part of their planning, which was... You know, almost false advertising, so stuff like that happens. You just have to understand with all of these, they're they're all just um, your your name's going into a, na- a database. You you call once you get your name goes in those databases. You know it's kind of like you give your email out and then they sell your email to other people. It's like oh my gosh, you just opened up door for everybody and anybody to call you under the sun, and um, you just careful before you gave your number out or before you hit that click button on your uh, on, on the website. Yeah. And what messaging is important for you guys, Mike, over Principal Preservation Services? I know you're not in the business of, of sending out these big ads and stuff and speaking very salesy like we're using as an example here today. But what do you think's most important for you and your business and clients? Yeah, it's 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 planning. Know, know where you are today so you you know you have confidence to retire in the future or you know if you're if you're planning ahead. Get your plan done so you understand what retirement's going to look like. It gets rid of that that stress and that fear. There's so many people that had no idea they could retire, you know, this year or next year because they never did planning and they've been working with advisors for years that just talked about their numbers, but they didn't really talk their numbers of where their assets were at, but they never talked about, you know, where their income's gonna be at. How much can they take out of their investments, you know, every month to not run out of money? And I think it's just that peace of mind. And we do that through the whole planning process of of what is you know, what's the income coming in? What are your expenses? We spend a lot of time um, going through the numbers just to give you that confidence to retire. And it's and then we match the investments based off your risk and based off of your, your needs. And so we're not here to push one thing over another. Our goal is to show you, show the clients, uh, you know, what retirement can look like, how you're approaching it today and how we approach it and how you, you can extend the life of your money by just changing some, some things up a little bit. All right, very good. Well, if you need help with that, if you want to start your planning, you can always log on, principalpreservationservices.com. That is the website. You'll also find all of our podcasts there, plus a lot of other great resources Mike and his team provide you. And the phone number to call directly to the office is 855-987-8888. All right, time now for a couple of mailbag questions, Mike. We'll try to squeeze a couple in here. Uh, Let's go with one here from Donald who says, I'm not retiring for a few years, but I'll be 62 next month so I can start my Social Security. Should I go ahead and start it and use that extra income to get my house paid off sooner? No, Donald, because if you're still working, uh, you do not want to file for Social Security while you're working. You know, um, you can do that once you're full retirement age if you choose to, but you're not. At 62, you're filing before your full retirement age because full retirement age is anywhere from 66 in a few months up to 67. Um, you know, where we are today in, in uh, 2022. So at 62, they're, they're limiting you to $1,630 of income while taking Social Security. So I'm guessing you're making more than that. But, you know, if you're not, that's fine. You could do that. But most people are going to be making more than that $1,630 um, while taking Social Security, and they will take money away. So every $2 you go above that $1,630 limit per month, they're going to take a dollar away from your invest from your social security benefit, and just say, you know, just say you made three thousand above that. Well, um, 
you're going to take almost your whole benefit away. <laughs> you wouldn't hardly get any Social Security anyway, so there's no reason for you to file because you just stop the growth of your Social Security. So remember, every year you wait to delay your Social Security, in the early years, it goes up right, right around 6% plus the cost of living. After your full retirement age, it goes up 8% plus cost of living. So you want to just be careful. Don't take it early. I, there's been people who have been given some bad information and thought they could do it, not knowing the ramifications uh, of uh, filing too early and making too much money. All right, here's one more. Uh, let's do this one from Elizabeth. It says, I'll be inheriting about 250000 after we settle my mom's estate within the next few months. I could use this money for a lot of different things. I could pay off some debt or maybe save it for my own retirement because I don't have as much saved as I should. But part of me feels uncomfortable with using my mom's life savings to clean up my mess. Do you have any suggestions for how to navigate this? Yeah, Elizabeth, I think uh, looking at the overall picture, and I think this is where you definitely want to get together somebody who does some planning, but to see, you know, I don't know what kind of, you know, debt you have, but um, when you inherit this, most likely you didn't pay any estate taxes on it because you got the stepped up value. So I think this is sometimes a good time to get a fresh start. And we, when you've got an inheritance, you got to think, what would your mom or dad want you to do with that money? Of course, you know, that previous generation, they don't want you to have debt. They didn't live off of debt. So sometimes if you have some bad credit card debt, get rid of that and let's start fresh. It depends on the mortgage. I, I, I'm a big fan of being debt free. But if that is not going to cover the mortgage, or maybe you have so low of an interest rate on your mortgage, it doesn't make sense to use that to pay off your mortgage uh, because maybe you're at a 2% or 3% interest rate on the mortgage, or you can take some of that money and get accelerated with your investing and use some, a lot of that money for investing. Maybe you have a higher mortgage. And so maybe it does make sense to, you get a mortgage in the fives or above, well, maybe you should pay off that, uh, that mortgage. But then you have to be disciplined because now you get your, your mortgage gone. And if you get rid of some bad debt, now this is an opportunity to increase your contributions and get going on your saving for retirement. If you're not going to be disciplined to do that, then you should just reinvest that money. All right. Thank you for that question, Elizabeth and Donald. We appreciate you both. If you have a question for us, send it in via the website, principalpreservationservices.com. And if you also want to call the office directly, you can always do that, 855 855- 987-8888. Mike and his team have offices there in Woodbury, Minnesota, and Hudson, Wisconsin, so whatever is most convenient for you. But that number will get you into there for, for either office as well. So we appreciate you for listening to this episode. Please hit subscribe as well if you haven't already. And make sure you check out Retirement Reality On Demand, Mike's YouTube channel there for other great financial uh, conversations. Mike, as always, we appreciate your insight today and I look forward to catching up soon. Appreciate it, Ben. Great job as well. Thank you. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.